Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Blocks and Barrels. I'm your host, Zach Zeilinger, accompanied by Mark Hamilton. Hello and good afternoon, evening or morning whenever you're listening to this. Well, I like to listen to this when I go to sleep. So, oh, do you listen to the episodes? I like listening to my voice. As I <laughs> you know, I haven't listened to a single one yet. I mean, I skip through it while I'm editing it, but I have yet to listen to one all the way through. I'm trying to get our uh, our count our, uh, up. So, I'm oh, oh yeah, our repeat, listener count you know? up. Yes, <laughs> that's a good idea. Actually, I'm gonna have to start just leaving it on play. <laughs> Okay, cool. Well, hey, some quick updates about the podcast. First off, uh, my bad. We, Mark and I have not recorded a podcast episode in almost two months now, I think. Uh, it's been a hot minute. I took some time off, went to California, saw family, realized it's very difficult to record a podcast when people are yelling and screaming in the house. So, <laughs> so we are going to be, I'm going to, we're basically going to record today's episode. We're going to release it. We're going to get back on that every other week release schedule. I think it's probably been like three weeks now since episode four came out. So, um, so again, my bad, ladies and gentlemen. Sorry about that. We're going to get back on track, though. <laughs> so we'll, we'll bust out a few episodes here back to back and then slowly release them just so we can get all caught up. That's right. Much. Yep. Get that nice buffer back in place mm-hmm. that we used to have. That was <laughs> a nice I buffer. It all. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> oh, geez. All right. Next topic of conversation. Um, the most we, important. Topic. The most important one right here. We want to hear from you guys. So we have an email address, uh, blocksandbarrels at gmail.com. We would love to hear from um, whoever is listening to this. I know a couple of people that are listening to this, but we actually have, I want to say around 50-ish unique people, like unique listeners, as the analytics call them, listening to this podcast. So we would love to hear from you, your suggestions on, you know, what you want to hear about, what... Um, you think we're doing horrible, I guess. Um, <laughs> how we can improve. <laughs> how we can improve. Yeah. Mark. So Mark and I, we're just kind of doing this as, I guess we'll call it a hobby for now. Um, but we would love to give content that people want to hear about, that people find interesting. So again, that email is blocksandbarrels at gmail.com. And uh, shoot us an email. And even if it's to tell us nice things, like you like the sound of our voices, that would be great. Yeah, we spend a lot of money on these microphones. I sure hope they sound good. <laughs> we, yeah, we, we spent a little bit of cash mm-hmm, Cool. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anything else to add, Mark? Yeah, I was going to say that, yeah, so it's blocksandbarrels at gmail.com, all lowercase. That's very important. All lowercase. Because we all know that email addresses are case sensitive. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Moving on, <laughs> Mark, tell us what you're drinking today. What's going, what's it going in your cup? Well, you know, it's been difficult because I purchased this a few weeks back for our, uh, the episode that didn't happen and I have been trying to just leave it alone and not drink it all so that, you know, when we finally record the episode, I still have some left. I did a pretty good job. Um, this is, and I had to actually Google it because I did not know how to pronounce it. This is a, um, a Scotch whiskey, uh, by the by Lafroig, I believe. Lafroig. Lafroig. Yeah. That's at least that's what Google told me. That's how that's how it's pronounced. <laughs> so this is um it doesn't say how old it is. 
Um, but it's Isle single malt scotch whiskey. Um, and when I bought it, apparently there was a there was a little slip in there, like, oh, you just bought yourself like a piece of the island or something like that, you know, like renew, you know, those things were like, you know, Irish or Scottish, you could buy a piece of property that's a castle sits on or something. And then so you could be mm-hmm. like, get the Lord title, which by the way, I have, cause my wife bought me a, a like a one square foot piece of dirt in, uh, in Scotland somewhere, which is actually pretty cool. I just can't bring myself that to adding cool. that to my signature for work. Yeah, <laughs> that would just look a what, little weird. <laughs> what would that even say? I own one square foot of land in Scotland. I would just put like my signature is Lord Hamilton. Oh, what? Like, <laughs> yes. I guess technically I'm a lord. I I say you should do that. I would. I think that would be awesome. Uh, maybe maybe one of these days. Maybe. <laughs> um, I got to reach at least the two year mark before I can risk. You know. Being oh, there you go. And whatnot. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, let's give this a go. It says it's hand selected, perfect balance and flavor. Oh wait, no, I read that wrong. Hand selected <laughs> oak casks for perfect balance and flavor. So oh, yeah, go. you missed the whole thing. Oh, I tried to get it right in front of the mic. I swear mm. that was me pouring whiskey and not using the restroom. <laughs> you can't see. Oh God! In case you're just listening to this, Jeez Louise! All right. Let's oh man! Give it a smell. Here we go. Ooh, it smells very peaty. Which, if you've Ooh. heard previous episodes, I'm not mm-hmm. a fan of. Mark does not like peaty. Wait, so you haven't had any yet? Well, this gosh, is your first sip. We just ruined. Oh, I have had. I have had a couple sips. But oh, okay. I, I, I forgot because it was a couple weeks ago, of course. Oh, yeah. there we go. Okay, perfect. Or maybe that's why I haven't finished it yet. <laughs> maybe, yeah. We're about to find out. <laughs> All right, so yeah. So it smells very peaty. Doesn't taste as peaty. Um, but it's actually very, very uh, smooth. Okay, there, and the aftertaste is very, uh, like I just um You got that ash some, taste in your mouth? ash. Oh uh, no! But, but honestly, like if I'm, if I like, as far as PD whiskeys go, I mean this isn't too bad. It's got like a, it's got like a nice sweetness to it that um, mm. sort of counteracts the, the negative, PD nice. taste. So I think all in all, it's a, I would would I buy this over some other ones that I've had? Probably not. But if you're in the if you're if you like a nice, sort of sweet PD whiskey, this is this was a pretty good. Pretty solid choice. I had to go find a, a liquor store to find something not so common, not something you'd find at, like, say, a Safeway or a QFC. Mm-hmm. So I literally had to go drive, like, 40 minutes to the nearest liquor store because, as some of you may know, I live out in the middle of nowhere now, um, oh to pick this up. And uh, I kind of felt weird because I was on my motorcycle and I figured, hey, I'm at the liquor store and there's some stuff here I can't get elsewhere. I might as well stock up. So I, I, I basically loaded up my saddlebags with, with uh, <laughs> liquor and wine. It was probably a pretty, pretty interesting sight. Yes, yes. What's the name of your, of your scotch, scotch bourbon, scotch whiskey you're drinking? Lafroig. Lafroig. Is it a 12 L- year? It doesn't say how old is the thing. Really? So oh. I don't. Yeah. That's the, that's, Isn't that the know. whole thing about scotch? Again, obviously not a scotch drinker. 
<laughs> so bottled at natural color, the result is an exquisite Lafroig with our trademark peat reek matched by an additional layer of complexity and depth brought out by the fusion of the maturation styles and different oaks. It's spelled L-A-P-H-R-O-A-I-G. Boom. But well, enough about Lafroig. What about you, Zach? <laughs> what do you what are you drinking this evening? Well, mine's not nearly as confusing as a name of a name <laughs> today. And I had bought this bottle to do we tried to do this a recording what, two, three weeks ago, three weeks ago, maybe even four weeks ago. And so I bought this bottle of Four Roses Small Batch. Uh, as you can see, I've definitely already broken into this bottle. Um, Four Roses is a really good bourbon. If you like bourbons, I love Four Roses, especially for the price point. I I definitely see this whiskey going up in the near future because this bottle is only like, I want to say somewhere between 40 and 50 bucks. Hmm. Um, and it's really good. So the um, perfectly balanced small batch from Four Roses, here's a description off the website. It says, if you've ever wanted proof that mingling bourbon is an art unto itself, you'll find it in the perfectly balanced small batch bourbon. Four original bourbon recipes have been expertly selected by our master distillers at the peak of, of peak. maturation. <laughs> no idea what that word is. <laughs> To create this very mellow and perfectly balanced bourbon, you can enjoy it straight up on the rocks or simply with a splash with your favorite mixer. Um, it's really good. The website they list out, it looks like 20 different bourbons that they mix together and they're all like gold medal or 98 rating, whatever that means. Um, but mellow spice, rich fruit, hints of sweet oak and caramel. Ooh. I do enjoy me some caramel. It's delicious. All right. All right. Oh, that was was good. (laughs) Did you hear that? That Oh, my God. That was your best yet for sure. That was, that was, hold on. Let's see if we can recreate that. (laughs) It wasn't as good that time. Wasn't, (laughs) see? Today, I'm going to drink this out of a coffee mug that my friend got me. It's a Rick and Morty coffee mug. It says, "No, you're right. Let's let's do uh, the let's do <laughs> let's do it the dumbest way possible because it's easier for you." Mm. My friend, such is life, very well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, Man. buddy, dude, this mic is on point today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I hope that comes through that well in the recording. All right, I've got my coffee, I've got my whiskey, <laughs> and I've got my water, and we are ready to roll. Yeah, so what are we uh, talking about this evening? Because it's definitely evening right now. Yeah, definitely evening. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so today's topic actually comes from a couple of folks, a couple of my friends I know that are listening to the podcast. Um, they were listening to it and a, a couple of them are actually trying to make the switch into technology. So today we're going to kind of talk about like where we think you should start. Um, kind of it, we've, we've already really talked about kind of how Mark and I got um, started into IT 
and uh, you know where we start and all that good stuff. So we're just gonna kind of like talk about where we think you should start if you don't know anything at all. We're gonna talk about you know different different sectors within technology and different ways that you can go um, because technology has become a very broad field. Um, in fact, uh, you know, a lot of the uh, like Gartner and and um, what's the other one that does the numbers? That's Gartner. There's another one. Anyways, um, most of them will tell you, right, if you're not a technology company today, then you're probably not going to stay in business. So because of that, a lot of people, their jobs revolve around technology, understanding technology and, you know, some form of, of tech. So that's kind of what we're going to talk today about. Mm-hmm. Oh, I forgot to taste my whiskey. I mean, I already know what it tastes like. It tastes delicious. <laughs> well, that's right, because you already you already tapped into it a little bit. But I mean, mm. describe describe how it hits your palate. I would say mellow spice. Sounds oak like a and good caramel. name for a, a, a like a mm-hmm. a scent, like a ooh mellow spice. Yeah, I wear a it every day. Spice. Yes, <laughs> mm, it's so good. <laughs> It's good. If you like bourbons, you're going to like Four Roses. I can pretty much guarantee that. But if you don't, if you sorry. don't, you don't. <laughs> yeah. Well, shall I uh, go ahead and kick it off with, I mean, yeah, with, okay, so I find this an interesting topic because I, I think that it's going to vary by the person based on how they learn or how they like to learn, whether it's a hands-on learning or, mm-hmm. you know, uh, going back to school and books and things and, and all that fun stuff. But I recently had uh, a family friend reach out to me, I'd say about a month ago, asking like, well, hey, um, I have no experience in IT, um, but I'm thinking about a uh, career change into IT. And like, so how do you think I should you know, how do, I, how, do I, how do you think I should go about, you know, approaching this? And I was, so I asked a few leading questions and I was like, well, I mean, do you have any desire to go back to school? Or are you trying to find like a, an entry level job that doesn't require too much IT experience, maybe like a certification or two, mm-hmm. um, or just the ability to, you know, learn or have a history of, you know, uh, sticking with something you know, more than a couple of years, you know, that kind of a thing. And they're like, oh, well, I, I'd prefer not to go back to school if possible. I mean, if I need to go spend some, some out of pocket, like uh, spend some money to <clears throat> get a certification or something along those lines, I'm not opposed to it. But that being said, like, I kind of want to get into, I'm not exactly sure what career path within IT I want to do. I just feel like I want to get into it. And I was like, okay, well, um, I thought about it for a bit. <clears throat> And uh, my response was rather generic. It was like, well, um, if you don't necessarily know if you want to go like the software development route or security, Mm -hmm. like cybersecurity or or get into operations and and hardware and such, then maybe find somewhere that's that's looking for uh, like like a help desk or a service desk position where uh, maybe you you get those frontline tickets as they come in, like a user like your uh, password uh, resets, unlocks, um, you know, some of the day-to-day stuff like virus removal. I, I don't know, just something like that to sort of get your feet wet. And then oftentimes I've, I've seen like in, in certain help desks, they, they, they wear many hats to a very, very, like a certain extent. Yes. I mean, it's kind of like yeah. a mile wide inch deep when it comes to yeah. uh, the knowledge that they need to do their job. Um, but that way they would get to experience 
um, like uh, close to the whole spectrum, depending on the help desk or like the company that they're working for from a help desk perspective. And um, that was basically my my advice to this particular person. It's like, okay, so you can, if you if you're able to get in, and and sure, I mean, I I know your work ethic. I'll I'll uh, I'll definitely be a reference um, if you'd like. But um, get in there and start experiencing what it means to work in IT. Which I mean, granted, a help desk role might not might not be. Like it's not like the role a for full everybody. blown IT. Exp- oh yeah, yeah, for sure. It's it's yeah. definitely it can and and you know, it can vary based on the company. Like if you're working mm-hmm. like for a tech company and help like as in help desk, or if you're like um uh working for like a software company uh and and just being like that front line, like oh you connect people with the people that know the answers, but then you get your at least you're exposing yourself uh to what what happens sort of behind the curtain. Um, and then the breadth of the of the of, of what it is to be in IT, and um, that was that was my that was my thought. Just you know, get get there. I mean, you'll also figure out pretty quickly. I feel like whether you're going to actually enjoy going to work every day or not, um, or enjoy what it is you might get into. Okay, so you, so yeah. maybe you 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 see some of the you know some of the people you're you're escalating tickets to or like. Um, maybe you would sort of monitor how the ticket's going. Oh yeah, we wrote this these scripts and we uh, in Python to fix problem A B C, um, or and you start like, oh okay, well that sounds interesting. I wonder if that's something that I can get into. And then it's like, okay, well maybe talk to your your lead or your your manager and be like, hey, I think I want to focus on this career path. Like, are there any resources mm-hmm. that you'd be willing to to share with me? Or I don't know. Um, some self some self learning or some yeah, just just company resources to sort of help move along that that uh, career path i mean there's and there's just so many ways and right now i feel like cybersecurity is the is the one everyone wants to get into you hear all these yeah like ransomware attacks and all this kind of stuff it kind of makes you feel like i don't know you're fighting you could be like fighting crime or something along those lines you know and, and <laughs> like i feel like it's yeah it's it, it's i feel like it's it's real it's trending right now um mm-hmm, and, sure. I, it, and sure. it does seem to pay well is it something that i find enjoyable no, no. Is it is it something like yeah. when you see it on the, you watch a movie and there's just a bunch of there's some there's some people watching all this crazy stuff happening on a screen. They're looking for attackers or hackers or whatever. Those people are wearing the masks behind the screen and they're just like, I'm not sure if that's realistic, but if that's realistic. Yeah, there's probably some pretty fun stuff. I mean, there's a there's mm-hmm. a lot of cybersecurity firms out there that sound like they do some pretty interesting things. Like, pen you can you can hire them to do pen testing and all that fun stuff, but. Yeah, know, for sure. There's there's so many different so many different areas in IT, and, and you know maybe and there's there's even some that cross over like with like uh, software development and operations, mm-hmm. DevOps. It's DevOps, a it's a big thing. And it's, yep. and it's changed like I feel like DevOps has changed like every year for every year. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be a DevOps engineer about eight or nine yep. years ago. Yeah, well, now look let's... at me. Now, now look at me. I'm pre-sales engineering. Oh Lord. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I'll, I'll shut up now. I think I just I was just bleh, word vomit for the last. 10 <laughs> no, that works. <laughs> oh man, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Let's let's take it back to the beginning, right? Because I, I for sure, you know, people obviously like my friends and family know that I'm in technology. Uh, so you know, it's kind of you know so. Yes. The question I get a lot of times is the same question you get, right? Is where, where do I start? What do I want to do? Um, what you want to do, you, you kind of have to figure that out. Right. But where like a good place to start, 
again, because I think technology is, you know, so broad and there are literally so many fields that you can get into in technology. Um, I feel like, and Mark, you, you can tell me how you feel about this or if you feel like a different route is better. I feel like there's, um, and we talked a little bit about this on the last podcast episode, but the CompTIA A plus certificate is a great place to start, right? Cause I agree with the mentality of, of, I don't want to go back to school to change my career, right? If I were to try to change my career today, I would take a path that did not require me to go to college to, to do it. Right. Just cause it's, that's. It's in my mind, right? This is my own personal uh, um, 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 opinion and belief is that college is kind of a waste of time, especially at, you know, being, you know, uh, uh, how old am I? 35. Like <laughs> a lot of people do it. A lot of people in their 40s and 50s and 60s go back to college. But in my mind, I see it as a waste of time, a waste of money. I think the path of certification is really the way to go, right? Especially in technology. Um, I went to a college to, to try to get a technology degree, a computer science degree, and the stuff they were teaching me on and that I was learning was was already like outdated technology. And by the time I had gotten out of college, it would have been antiquated technology and we would have moved way beyond what they were teaching me in school. Right. Again, maybe the college I went to my own personal beliefs. I'm not going to go back to college to. Um, to try to change my career path. So I really think the CompTIA A plus is a good place to start, right? It's a very broad certificate. It's actually two certificates in one is what they do. Um, it's a little bit of help desk, right? So it's like learning and teaching you about um, human interaction and listening to people and understanding like what is their issue, trying to find the underlying issue. But it's also like, hey, this is a computer. This is a CPU. This is memory. This is a hard drive. Like, you know, and then also kind of teaches you about the basics of cloud computing, the basics of virtualization, which um, for me in, in my mind, right, especially having previously been a mechanic and and learning more by doing and with my hands, um, understanding the basics is very important, right? Understanding the basics of like an engine. There's an intake stroke, a compression stroke, a power stroke, and an exhaust stroke, right? So if you have a four-stroke engine in that order, that's how that works. And having that base what? knowledge. That's what ooh. that's... That's what that means. Like so. It, that's what oh, that means. Stroke. It's a three-stroke. It's a four. Wow. Boom. I've been riding motorcycles for eight years, and I. I wow. You just learned something. <laughs> How cool is that? But it, and so I guess to my point, right, is un, if you understand the fundamentals of what you're doing, at the end of the day, if I go to troubleshoot an engine, those are the four things I look at, right? If my I guess on an older car, because newer cars have, hey, guess what? A lot of computers on them. And guess what could be wrong with your car? Something with the computer. So mm -hmm. so anyways, my point is, is that I think the A-plus gives you that good baseline, that good fundamental understanding of technology. And from there, you can really branch out, right? So, I mean, what do you what do you think, Mark? That sound See, I advice? Never, I, I, I think so. Um, I mean, so personally, I've, I've actually never taken you know, the, the A plus, uh, exam or anything along those lines. Mm -hmm. Mine was, and, and we, yeah, we talked about this in previous, I, I went to school to be in software development and then got my, my hands wet with, with hardware. And, and next thing I know here, here I am, but I do have friends and family for that matter, um, who have gone into the, uh, like basically started an IT career. And whereas originally they were, I don't know, going to be a, 
something completely different, not even not, not, not IT related, but then they're like, oh, I really want to get into IT. And not because some people think it's the easy way out, because it's not. It's not. Um, it's not. But uh, no, they were like, they did some research, did some Googling, and they're like, I'm going to take my, I'm going to get my A plus and start applying for jobs. And yeah. lo and behold, these two people I'm talking about, both friend and family, they both got jobs in IT. And they're actually working on the same team. Nice. Um, which is pretty, pretty neat. Um, so, I mean, as to your point, I'm, I've seen it happen twice now. Mm-hmm. It's, and, and I'm sure, I'm sure it's a very common, uh, way of, of, of getting into the field and determining whether or not you're going to enjoy it. And yeah. sometimes it's all you need to get into, a, you know, to get that first uh, entry level, you know, IT job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think to your point, right. You made a really good point there. Like there, there are a ton of these, um, you know, coding schools, like 30 day, 60 day, 90 day coding schools that, that teach you coding. You, you really, I, again, you need that baseline understanding of like, what are you, what are you working on? Like, what is networking? What is an IP address? Like understanding those basic fundamentals. If you're just looking to like get rich quick, technology is not a get rich quick scheme. Like (laughs) it is very involved. You are going to work probably very long hours in the beginning. You're going to be very confused. Um, so it's not, you know, and not to deter anybody from going into technology, but if you're just looking to be like, Oh, I want to make a quarter of a million dollars a year. First off, you're not going to, you're not going to get into technology making a quarter of a million dollars unless you go to Google and you have like a four year degree from Harvard. It, it that's just not going to happen for you. Um, and, and again, I, by the way, I'm a, I'm a realist most of the time when it comes to these things. So that's why I'm saying what I'm saying. Like, um, but you know, t- if you're, if you're going to go to a code school, understand like why are you going to that code school? If they're teaching you Python, how is Python going to like, how are you going to relate that back and apply that to your next job, for example? So yeah, I just wanted to point that out. Cause I think that's a very good point. Cause a lot of these code schools seem to be like a, like, you know, Hey, go to code school. We'll help you get a job within 30 days. You're going to be making loads of money. And that's not necessarily true. It's not a, it's not a get rich quick scheme. Mm-mm. No, you gotta, you gotta work for, I gotta, gotta work for what you earn. Yep. I mean, not to mention if, if you are looking into like the, the developer, if you want to develop code for, you know, phone applications or web applications or video games or whatever it is, that market right now is pretty saturated. Would you say Mark? I would, I would, especially with, you know, just, us just coming out of the pandemic, a lot of people had time to, mm-hmm. um, you know, kind of sort of sort of saturate that market like, oh, look, all these jobs are all work from home. And um, <clears throat> that's what I'm going to go going to do. And then this just, it just becomes over oversaturated. Yeah. And and we talked about the dice report last time. I just thought of this is that, you know, if you look at that dice report and the, um, you know, the, the number one like uh, uh, software development skill, that top I would say that top 10 changes every year. Uh, oh, yeah. It's never the same. I mean, people bounce back and forth between, you know, C++ and Rust and 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 Python and all of these different things, you know. And so you, Ruby you, on Rails. 
Ruby on Rails, JSON, like all of these things. <laughs> we we bounce back and forth between all of these things all the time. So it's important to learn, okay, what can I learn that is applicable to other languages, right? A lot of these, these scripting languages are written very similar to each other. The format mm -hmm. in which they work is very similar to one another. So, you know, finding, hey, what what is similar to what I want to learn and then try to understand the basics of that language. So... Um, I think here's what I'm thinking. Step two, step I think two. step two, I mean, do you, do you agree with the A plus mark? You, you got your oh. degree. So having a degree, you don't need an A plus. Well, right. I mean, well, maybe, maybe, maybe I still should have, but I mean, at that point I was also a hobby was, was building PCs, mm -hmm. like building servers. Yeah. I mean, that's just what I did in my spare time. Cause I'm a huge nerd. So it was like, when my buddy was telling me about uh, the exam, I was like, oh, I should just go take that right now. Just just take the exam and, and see what happens. And now, I'm not trying to say that I would just ace it because I'm a, <laughs> uh, you know, whatever. You're um, extremely but intelligent. No, I mean, to your point, I did not I did not take it. However, in, in college, I was taking like courses about networking and data structures yeah. and CPU architecture and, and, and all that fun stuff. So I, I, mm -hmm. I, I'm sure I picked up the breadth of the A+. Mm -hmm. like knowledge from, from getting my degree, but yeah, but I would agree that like, if you don't want to go back to school, a plus is a great, great place to start. Mm -hmm. Great place to start. Yeah. And I don't want to deter, like, uh, you know, again, we don't really know yet who, like who's listening to this. It, it looks to be mostly older, old people in their like mid twenties and up. But if, if you're a young person and you're listening to this and you're just coming out of high school, in no way do I want to deter you from going to college. If you're a book learner, if that's how you learn is, is reading and absorbing and taking tests, then, then absolutely you should go to mm -hmm. college. Get that degree. Because look, at the end of the day, I spent... 14 years getting to where I am today and it was not an easy path like not having a degree in today's world the way you know HR works and companies work they do want you to have that degree and quite honestly you can make more money with a degree than you can without one I'm there's plenty of jobs I've taken where I know I didn't get paid as much simply because I did not have a four-year degree so um, just to state that if you are you know, coming out of high school and you're wondering if call if you should go to college, if that's the way you learn, go do it. If that's not the way you learn, you can do it with certification. Um, it's just figuring out how you learn, right? If you learn by watching YouTube videos and then like getting on something and, and applying that knowledge, like Mark was saying, like building computers, that was a hobby of mine before I got started in technology. And that's how I learned. So and I think that I just had a thought while you were while you were talking there. And another thing too is you know when you go to, and maybe it's changed. Granted, I've I I I got my degree back in 2010, so it's been 11 years now. Jeez, um, <laughs> but it was very it was very prescriptive. I mean, I could I could there were certain programs that I could take that were that sort of fit what I thought would be where I want to go. But with certifications, you're just like oh. I'm going to go take that one that's very specific around this technology. I'm going to go take this one that's very specific mm -hmm. around this technology. You can sort of pick and choose your program, if you yep. will, um, as opposed to, oh, man, one of the components of this course I'm taking in school is this thing that I absolutely hate. Like there was a, not that I hated it, but there was one course I took where I was essentially, it was a linguistics course, but we were also doing, like we also were, were, were learning Python to be able to um, analyze uh 
like wave files. So we would record ourselves talking and then mm-hmm. use a wave and then use programming to analyze the waveform and figure out like or using Python to analyze the waveform and figure out like what we're saying. And while it sounds interesting, there was a there was literally a linguistics course that was part of that. Like, oh I get to you know, I have to learn about the position of my tongue when I'm saying certain things and when I pronounce things. And that was that was actually, you know, relatively boring to me. Um, it was a great course. Don't get me wrong. Teacher was great and all that, all that fun stuff. But would I have preferred to take like Python and, and physics? And so I could work on programming a video game with Python. I would have probably would have enjoyed that a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it was the certification route, there's just hundreds of thousands of cert- certifications out there. Um, some very, very, very specific and some broad. And so you have that, you have like so many more options from this, from a certification standpoint. Now, granted, some certifications are inexpensive. Some of them are free. Yeah. Some of them are really expensive. So, mm. you know. Yes. Cisco. If you want to get Cisco certified, like a CCNA or something like that, that test is what, $1,500? Just to. <coughs> Excuse me. <laughs> we got Mark <laughs> caught me off guard there. <laughs> uh oh. Just to take the exam? Yeah. Just to oh. take the exam. Well, what if you, I fail? Mean, you think about a VMware cert? Some of those certifications from VMware are like twenty. Well, see the problem. The there, course. Okay, so you have to the take course, the course, right? That's that's you get maybe credit for the course, which that. then you're able to get your cert. Yeah, right. The, the, yes. I think it's like two hundred and fifty bucks or four hundred and fifty bucks, depending yes. on the level. But yeah, yeah you, you have to spend four or five grand mm-hmm. on a five day course, which is right. You know, it's relatively relatively expensive because I mean that's like when I was going to college, that was almost two quarters worth of tuition right there mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i'm sure that's no longer yeah. the case but <laughs> still yeah i mean depending on what college you, you you're thinking about going to i mean college can be very expensive but so is certification right it's just it's just a different point in time that you're going to pay for something right and and look at the end of the day there's definitely jobs that i would not have got if i was not certified like if you don't have a diploma and you're not certified the likelihood of you getting a job in a specific area is super low because most of the people that are applying for that job have one or the other or both. Mm-hmm. And then, and then they might even have experience, more experience on top of you. So it's very important. Like no matter what you're going to spend money, you're going to spend money educating yourself, but you need to invest in yourself. You need to invest in your knowledge, um, you know, and, and get yourself up to snuff because, you know, again, depending on what field you're looking at, it can be very oversaturated and there can be a lot of people applying for the job you're applying for. So, which, you know, at the, at the end of the day, shouldn't, if you're, if you've decided that is exactly the IT career path I want to take because I love it and I, mm-hmm. I would love to wake up every day and go to work to do that. Don't let that deter you from, 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 from doing that. Just, you just know that it might be a little more difficult for your, uh, for you to, to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a thought. And that thought was nowadays, I'm sure this is a thing. I'm making an assumption. I should probably Google this, but nowadays, <laughs> well, esports. It, think about it. Like it, when mm. I was in, when I was in high school, not to toot my own horn, but I, I've, I was, I, I crushed it in the Halo games, man. I was like, I was up there. I was really good that I've slowed down. I think in my, in my late twenties, early thirties, but I guarantee I probably could have gotten my my a degree like a, a four year degree paid for because of like an esports scholarship. I mean, how cool was that? Like, mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I I I'm pretty sure that's a thing now. Yeah, for sure. It's wild. That's wild. Isn't that crazy wild. to think? 
It is crazy. It is crazy to think. Don't owe a, don't owe a dime because I played video games on this college's esports team. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. So here's what I'm thinking. So step two, right? So either you do go to college and you get a four-year degree. I would say go out and apply at that point. If you go for the A plus and you're and you're like me and you're like, hey, I'm I'm older. I'm not, you know, older is, is a relative term. Um, I, I'm not going to go out. I'm not going to go to college. Like, I just want to change my career path. I would, and you brought this up earlier, Mark, I would highly suggest getting a security plus, a CompTIA security plus next is your, is your best bet, right? A lot of, uh, especially if you work for a government entity, most of them are going to require you to have a security plus to have an administrator account, right? And again, that's certain government entities. Not all of them are going to require that, but a lot of them do. So I would say security plus certificate from CompTIA is a great second step. And again, it, it's a very broad certificate, right? It's a, it talks a lot about networking. It talks about firewalls, intrusion detection, intrusion prevention. Um, and, and security is quite honestly that I would say right now, and I, I want to know what you think, Mark, I would say right now out of all of the, the fields and technology, I feel like security is the one to get into. Oh yeah. I mean, that's it. Yeah. These these hacks and um, these all these these I mean that pipeline that was mm-hmm. hacked like that with you know ransomware get, like that yeah. literally people were people were going crazy about going to gas stations and filling up all their gas cans because they were worried about like a gas shortage that was caused mm-hmm. by ransomware by a ransomware attack. Yep. Yeah. The I colonial mean, pipeline. Colonial hack is pipeline what we're talking hack. About. Yeah. I mean that's that's a big deal. I mean there was one. Um, I was just working with a customer recently um, where they have this. It was a it was a community college and they literally have courses now where they essentially teach you. Um, it's, like, it's, it's like cybersecurity, but it's around things like um, it's around like protecting controls around like a power plant. Like what if somebody like think of the catastrophic event that would occur if somebody was able to hack into say like a nuclear reactor and cause a meltdown or something along mm-hmm. those lines and some of the creative ways people are able to do that i mean i heard a story about uh well actually you know what I'm, i digress i'm going down a rabbit hole but that's <laughs> i mean that, that, that's a it's a course no, that's I being like taught it. now this community college and i never even thought about it they had these little devices similar to a raspberry pi that had physical levers and lights and things like that and the, and the mm-hmm. students were were essentially supposed to hack this device in any way shape or form even something to like to the tune of hacking a security camera that was mm-hmm. that was able to see the device and interpret lights and things based on like what the device was actually doing which is pretty wild so i mean yeah i mean to your to your point i think that security is i mean getting a getting into the security field is not only is it very lucrative but there's probably some pretty fun roles yes yes for sure, you know, and and look, are security teams annoying? Yes, <laughs> very much so. Very much so. But at the end of the day, I, and I think especially because I don't feel like they're, I feel like that market is uh, is versus development is undersaturated, right? There's not a whole lot of people that that like went into security. There's a very limited number of people. So I think. If, if you're looking to make a career change, honestly, I would give security a serious look. 
Um, and it can be a ton of fun, right? I mean, dude, you could join, um, you, you could join like a hacker team, right? You want to be a hacker, go and do it. Like go hack some stuff ethically, of course, ethically, of course. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't go be out there. Don't go out there and be like, well, Zach and Mark said I could hack your stuff. That's not what we said. Nope. Um, <laughs> there, there are rules and guidelines to this. Um, rules of engagement. But, yeah, rules of engagement. Exactly. That's a real thing. People look it up. Um, but yeah, I mean, all all of this stuff that's happening, companies, you have to think outside the box. You need to you need to be ahead of it, right? You need to look at technology and say, okay, we have these devices, right? Even in your home, like. If we just think about, um, you know, like rings, oh, oh, dude, oh, okay, that's a rabbit trail. Never mind. Um, if you look at, you know, um, um, camera doorbells or cameras or or the the thermostats that you can get, and all of these different things, your Echoes and your Alexas and your smart TVs and all of these different things that connect your home, every single one of those is a point of vulnerability, is a point of entry for you know, an, an unethical hacker is what I'm going to call them because, uh, because unethical hacking happens. Uh, <laughs> you know that there's a hacker out there that's just hopping into people's hopping thermostats in. and then just cranking yes. it up so they sleep uncomfortably. Well, dude, there was a botnet built on the, I forget which brand it was, but it was literally, there was a botnet. If you don't know what a botnet is, it's basically a device connected to the internet. There was a botnet built on top of thermostats and it was like a couple million bots in the net yeah so think about if you're a company right i mean if you think about um from a wireless perspective when you're doing like wireless surveys and you're thinking about hey we want to put wireless in our office the way you do that is you account for two devices per person so if you have a hundred people that means you're going to have minimum 200 devices connected to your wi-fi every single one of those devices is a point of entry for somebody who wants to like maliciously attack you. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, so security can be really cool. I'm, I'm honestly, I'm looking at it. I'm trying to get myself a little bit more up to snuff, right? You can do things like if you go to, um, you know, like Google or Facebook or all these sites, they actually have pages that talk about rules of engagement and they tell you, Hey, you can hack or try to hack these things, and when you find a vulnerability, let us know, and then they pay you. They they oh the bounties, yep. Yeah, I mean you basically go head hunting, right? You go mm -hmm. head hunting or bounty hunting is what they call it, bounty hunting for these bugs. You report it back to the company, and then they pay you for it. And it's just and and that way you can work for yourself. I think that's super cool. It's something that I'm looking into. I I would love to kind of get into um, as a side gig. Okay, boss, if you're listening, I'm not quitting. <laughs> Freelance bounty hunting. I've Freelance bounty hunting. I mean, how cool does that sound, right? We've talked about security quite a bit. That's a very, very popular field right now. But in addition to that, um, cloud certifications, certificates and such, also very popular. So if you want to go, you know, if we look at our, our popular hyperscalers out there, we've got our <clears throat> our Azure's and our AWS's and they've got all kinds of certifications mm -hmm. for all of the various services they offer. So that's also a very, a very lucrative um, business to get into. I mean, and, and oftentimes it's, since it's cloud, it's another one of those work from home jobs. I mean, everything you ever, like everything that your job revolves around, revolves around and, you know, multiple data centers spread across the world, depending on mm -hmm. the, 
on the cloud provider. So um, very lucrative, work from home, and a lot of these cloud scalers are also very uh, like ahead of the curve. You know, I mean, there's a, mm-hmm. like they're it's a big they're constantly, yeah, too. oh yeah, they're constantly releasing new features and services, and even just keeping up with those from a certification standpoint is probably difficult, which can be, I guess, maybe a little overwhelming and daunting at first, but like what like would be so cool to have my title be like a v cloud architect or a cloud just a cloud architect, cloud what do you do? architect. oh well I, I architect clouds for a living no yeah. it's a little bit a little bit more involved than that but uh, <laughs> but and uh, some of those are very you know the that you learn a lot about like virtual networking and and mm-hmm. uh, like like virtualization in general just the whole the whole gamut um and then the various like services for um that are involved with like I don't know. You've got your like software as a service, your platform as a service. You know, like you name it as a service. As a service. Infrastructure yeah. as a service. Yeah, I mean, everything. Artificial can be intelligence as a service. Yeah, yeah. All kinds of uh, cool stuff. Just that's kind of our next topic is going to be sort of in that area, but uh, mm. or next next mm. podcast. It's going to be podcast. Going to be fun. Yeah. But yeah, there's just. There's just so many IT career paths you can take. There's a lot. And that being said, like if you get, if you start going down one path, I mean, there's it's not like um, if you want to switch to from like say software development to security, it's not like it's a you have to start from ground zero. There's a lot of overlap in all in all of these career paths to where it's mm-hmm. like sometimes it could be a lateral movement. Like okay, so maybe you go back a couple steps. Like maybe you go back a year or two and. Um, need to need to learn some 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 more fundamentals or some things to right. get into it but uh, oftentimes these career paths um they they have there's just so much overlap so much overlap or it'd be easy to totally. easy to jump from one to the other yeah i think that's a great point um so look if you're either out of college and or and slash or you've got your a plus and security plus now is the time for you to start looking at what do I want to do? Like, what am I interested in? What, you know, gets the juices flowing? What's, what's, what's tickling your fancy? Like figure it out. Right. Um, there, and there's a ton of great, uh, you know, education platforms. Uh, you, we've talked about like, for those of you that maybe are a couple of years into your career, you want to make a switch. Look, you're not going to get out of educating yourself. You have to spend money and educate yourself. You're not going to get anywhere if you don't. Um, you know, and like Mark just said, oh, go ahead. You got to spend money to make money. That's right. That's right. You got to spend it to make it. Mm -hmm. Um, if you're a couple years into your current career, you, you probably are going to take a bit of a pay cut moving into careers, right. Or, or moving to a new career. And that's, and that has to be okay. Right. You have to say, okay, I'm going to make a little bit less money for a year or two to ultimately make more money. Because look, technology is a lucrative business. You can make a lot of money doing technology something, but you have to start somewhere. Yeah. Pre-sales is great. (laughs) Um, But I highly suggest since we've said it, if you want to get into pre-sales and you want to be a good pre well, hmm. Listen, if you're, if you're I'm trying to think of a nice way to say this um, experience. Look, in my world, the way I really believe things experience trumps theoretical knowledge, theoretical knowledge. Thank you, Mark. That's a good way of putting it. experience trumps theoretical knowledge. Right. You can read a book all day long and that book will tell you a little bit about something and like even maybe say, hey, here's some scenarios where things could go wrong. 
real world experience, real world knowledge of something happening, having to fight that fire, figuring out like troubleshooting, figuring out what's wrong. Troubleshooting in and of itself is an experience. Ladies it's and gentlemen, a skill. It's a skill. if you are not listing troubleshooting as a skill and experience on your resume, and I don't care what field you work in, you you need to put that on your resume. That is, mm, mm, that is a skill. Because I think as both Mark and I have learned, not everybody has the skill of troubleshooting. Like not everybody can say, like think logically in a in a um, pressure right situation. Like you're under pressure, something is down, an application is down, especially applications that make companies money. There's going to be a lot of pressure to get that application back oh, up yeah. and running. And if you can work under pressure, troubleshoot, and find resolution quickly, you are a major asset to a company. Yep. So that's very important. Um, One thing I might add just to that is, is um, <clears throat> learn how to Google and mm. not just Google, but like learn all the ins and outs of the various, like uh, yes. some, of the, some of the formatting you can throw into your Google searching, mm -hmm. because oftentimes you'll find this obscure post somewhere while one, where one person in thousands had this problem and um, they found a resolution and it just happens to be the one for you. And mm -hmm. next thing you know, you're the hero that just saved the company money or you, or depending on if you're in the healthcare field, theoretically you could save lives. Yes. Mm -hmm. Not theoretically. You can, I mean, think about it. if a hospitals, whatever goes down, if they're like med, what is it called? Meditech or Epic environment goes down. If you don't know what those software pieces are, look them up. If it goes down, I mean, for sure, you know, stuff is happening in a hospital 24 seven. That means your infrastructure needs to be available 24 seven. And when it goes down, you have to get it back up as quickly as possible. Um, six nines, something, six nines, something you'll hear about as you get, as you start mm -hmm. looking yep. into it and make sure you look at the time frame of those six nines. If they're giving you six nines availability a day on the weekends, that's very different than the <laughs> six nines of availability a year. The mm -hmm. time, the time differences are huge, right? Read the so fine print. Read the fine print. Um, so yeah, I mean, so like I was saying, it, you, you got to spend money to make money. You have to educate yourself no matter what. And there's a lot of really good resources out there. There's, um, a cloudguru.com is an excellent one. And guess what? It costs like 400 bucks a year. But if you do that for a year and then you get a job that pays you, I don't know, start a help desk job, pays you 45000 a year, in your first week, that one-year subscription to acloudguru.com just paid for itself, right? Yep. I mean, and and it's going to give you training around all of the major hyperscalers. By the way, if you don't know what a hyperscaler is, a hyperscaler is a cloud computing company. So people like Azure, people like... Amazon Web Services or AWS, people like GCP, Google, is it GCP, Google Cloud Compute? Something like that. Cloud Platform, I think. Cloud, yes, thank you. Yeah, uh, a Google Cloud Platform, right? All of these, these people, and there's lots more out there, by the way. If you're like, oh, these are the three, I mean, those are the three you 100% need to take a look at. Like, don't leave them out because that's pretty much where most people are going, right? If you go with something obscure like, Rackspace or CenturyLink's um, cloud services, like eh, those are probably not as applicable as 
AWS, Azure, GCP. Those are the big names on the market. Those are the ones you really want to train yourself on. And then that, guess what? That knowledge is applicable and transferable to the other ones. Um, so I would say, you know, figure out what you want to learn, figure out what you enjoy doing. Um, and then all of, oh, by the way, all of those have, like if you go to aws.com or, or azure.com, they all have certification paths. So you can look at it and say, hey, you know, where do I start? And guess what? They tell you, this is where you start. This is where you go. Here's the whole path. And then it will split off, right? Because even within those cloud platforms, it splits off into things like compute, networking, security, like all these different things that you can do because they all offer tons of services. And at the end of the day, there's no way one person is going to know all of them. Yep. That's microservices. A, yeah, also, it's microservices. Yeah. That's, a, that's a big thing. Ooh, um, microservices. Yeah. Which I think we covered on a, on a previous, on a previous topic. Have. Yeah. There's, a, there's just, there's, and everything I feel like you would need to, to help determine what direction you want to go, you can find online. It's not like you need to go to school to determine like, you know, oh, what, what's what, like, what do I want to do? What's my path? Like you could, you could just, you could do hours and hours and hours of research because there's just so much content for free out there for people to free. consume and um, help them determine like what, what direction mm -hmm. they want to go. And there's just start so, on YouTube, right? In general. Yeah. YouTube, YouTube. There's this lady did like a, I was watching her YouTube channel the other day. She just, she did like. Kubernetes in 60 days every single day she posted a, a video about like just moving along like from beginner to I don't know intermediate in 60 days and and it was just a YouTube channel that was free yeah and and learned so much just watching this free YouTube channel mm -hmm. doing hey, God's work doing God's work <laughs> you know it's funny so I so I actually have uh, I have a couple of friends including some family members that I'm probably going to start like a um, like getting into career education path um, and do you remember did you ever watch Mike Myers yes did this dude has been around forever he still does like the a plus like all the CompTIA certificates it's nuts what I, I told him i was like this is the guy i learned from this is how i passed my a plus and security plus he's still out there he's on lynda.com now i noticed that he does like uh, only a couple on youtube and some on uh, lynda but hey, look, it's still free. It's still out there. And there's plenty of other people on YouTube that are literally walking through his entire book. So I, I thought you meant Mike Myers, the actor. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? How did I miss this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, that's funny. That is Wait, it funny. looks like we're we're coming up on the uh on the hour here. So mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, I feel like there's still so much more to cover here, but there's uh yeah. I mean, this Mark. is an en endless, I think, conversation. I think one that Mark and I will probably continue to have because it sounds like both of us have people asking us these questions in our both in our daily lives and saying, hey, you know, we would like to I'd like to hear more about this on your podcast. So I think we'll continue this conversation. We'll, we're going to obviously we're going to pepper in some other things, mm -hmm. but spice um, it up, spice it up. Yeah. Talk about stuff. Um, and hopefully, too, that will help you decide, like, you know, hey, what path do you want to go down in technology? Because there's so much, like, augmented reality. Ooh, nice. Ooh. Uh, yeah. That'll be a fun one. That'll be a good That'll one. Be a fun one. 
Mm-hmm. If you haven't, if you haven't looked up augmented reality, look it up. Yes, look it up, and then listen to our next podcast. Yep, listen to our next one. <laughs> well, I think uh, this is as good a place as any to end it, huh? Yeah. Well, um, appreciate you all for listening. Um, again, we've got to throw the caveat out there that this is just these are our opinions and thoughts mm-hmm. um, on, based on experience and what we've seen in the field. So. Mm-hmm. Don't take everything we say as gospel, please. And don't sue us if things don't work out for you. <laughs> don't don't uh, sue us. Take everything you hear with a grain of salt, especially if you saw it on the internet. Yourself. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, since you opened, I guess I'll go ahead and close this out. So until next time. We'll mention is, uh, the email address. Oh, so yeah. Um, you probably heard it at the beginning. And hopefully you, st- you stuck with it to the end. Because, but just in case you missed it at the beginning, um, our email address is blocks and barrels at gmail.com all lowercase um, spelled out spelled out i i mean i i could spell it out for you but i'm pretty sure if you're listening to this you, you know it's, how to spell and it's the name of hope. our podcast so it's also yeah. the name of our podcast so you've already you're already probably looking at it on the screen right now or on your phone or whatever it is that, you know you pulled this up on but yeah drop us a line let us know your thoughts your comments um you know maybe ideas for like what you want to hear next on the on the next podcast or on a future podcast um mm-hmm. Or just tell us how sexy our voices sound um, through these <laughs> microphones that we got for these uh, these for this awesome podcast. microphones. Yeah, or or do, or a song request. Like we take, you know, Zach's got got some pipes on him, and I'll uh, I'll play guitar, and we'll we'll make it happen. Whoa. It'll be a special. Well, that's news to me, but okay, let's do it. <laughs> you know, someone's gonna send us an email saying I want you guys to sing like I don't know some obscure song. Cindy Lauper. Oh God. Cindy Lauper. Save us. Save us now. All right. Well, thanks everybody. And uh tune in next two two weeks. Two weeks from now. Um maybe we're gonna get back on sooner. a so let's see. Okay, so today is Friday. So technically we should have released an episode on the four look, I don't know. Today's the eleventh, so I will put one out on the twenty fifth. The twenty fifth of June's when the next podcast is coming out. So save the date, put a reminder in your phone, um, because the next podcast is going to be a pretty interesting topic, I think. It's going to be good. We're pretty stoked. So until next time, this is Blocks and Barrels, Mark and Zach, coming at you from somewhere in Washington. Good night, everyone. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye.